I would say that my superpower really has been actually just streamlining business, essentially uh, minimizing the amount of work that I actually have to put into it, but maximizing revenue. Welcome back to Four Entrepreneurs by Entrepreneurs. I am Eric Verdi. Joining us this week is Janine Branda. She is in LA, uh, so we are covering more states now, more countries. I think we're up to 14 states and seven different countries uh, for four entrepreneurs by entrepreneurs, so I love that. Uh, Janine has a company called The Bold Ones. Uh, it is a content marketing agency. Um, specifically, she really helps with Instagram, uh, but she is also multi-passionate about helping entrepreneurs over many platforms. Uh, Janine, welcome. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. We are so excited to have you. So before we get into your business and the nuts and bolts of what you do and The Bold Ones does, what is your backstory, Janine? Yeah, so I actually moved out to LA about eight years ago because um, like a lot of people in LA wanting to be an actor, I'm actually a voice actor. You can actually search me on Audible and find quite a few books I've narrated, but yeah, the problem with being any sort of creative, any sort of artist, um, any like musician, uh, actor, writer, is the fact that income is not very consistent. You can have several months where you are doing exceptionally well, and then several months where you're just hearing crickets. And that's exactly what happened to me. And that's actually why I started The Bold Ones, because I wanted to be able to still just be creative and express myself creatively, but have a little bit more of a consistent income. So that's really what it came down to where I was just trying to juggle, you know, being a voice actor and that passion and also having the bold ones, a content marketing agency and really specializing in Instagram, which takes so much longer than people probably realize, <laughs> but, but yeah, that's really, that's really it. That's really my backstory. So where, like, where did you grow up? Where were you living before LA? And like, were you, did you go straight out of school? Did you, how did you get to LA? Yeah, so I'm originally from Miami, Florida, born and raised Cuban. I uh, went to school there for theater. And then when my fiance, when he graduated from, from the same university, we decided to move out here. He's a mechanical engineer and he really wanted to uh, focus on aerospace or maybe theme parks. And in all the interviews that he was doing, they all were telling him, you need to go to Southern California. That's where it's at. So it just happened to work out for both of us <laughs> that our main, uh, you know, the city that has probably the most opportunity for us both is Los Angeles and Southern California. Did he work for the Jet Propulsion Lab by any chance? No, but we visited and it's pretty awesome. <laughs> it, it, it is. So my cousin was actually an engineer and, um, you know, had contacts there too. And it's all the stuff they do there is just amazing. It's, it's yeah, amazing. it's so cool. He actually works on theme parks. So Disney, Universal, that's also just really, really fun. Everything he does, I'm always amazed by. <laughs> um, yeah, and you get to be like, I guess looking over his shoulder and pe taking a peek at 
actually what the parks have in store. It's a little right. difficult now because of the <laughs> pandemic. Right. Uh, but yeah, they're still working on things. All right. So as you know, uh, Janine, I believe that each successful entrepreneur has one or two things that they do very well, like their entrepreneurial superpower. Uh, we might have 99 things that we absolutely suck at. And we're just getting by because we're really, 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 really good at one or two things. Now you're, you know, a multi-entrepreneur. I do consider a voice actor. It's not like you're going and hiring for, you know, a, you don't work at a big company. I assume you're out there getting your own uh, business. Yep. Uh, so you do have that entrepreneurial spirit there. And then also with the bold ones. So what is your superpower that you take over multi, um, multi-genres? Yeah. So I would say that my superpower really has been actually just streamlining business, essentially uh, minimizing the amount of work that I actually have to put into it, but maximizing revenue. I think that's really what I've learned. Um, that is kind of my sweet spot in just trying to make this multi-passionate creative entrepreneur life actually work and not just be constantly burnt out and exhausted because I feel like that happens to a lot of entrepreneurs especially when you are first starting out just having to be your own marketer salesperson client customer support like all these things we tend to overexert ourselves and we tend to just work all the time maybe every single day even so yeah, it's, it can be really exhausting and it definitely can lead to burnout. And that's what happened to me. Actually, I cried over a plate of waffles. Who does that? I did. Um, <laughs> yeah. At brunch, um, me and my fiance, we were trying to figure out, you know, where we wanted to go travel internationally. Cause that was always a, just the goal of ours where once we once a year travel internationally and also go back home to Miami to visit our family for the holidays. And I broke down. I cried over those waffles at brunch because I had realized at that point that I was drowning. It just felt like I, it felt like I was trapped. Like I wouldn't have been able to travel internationally or go back home for the holidays because I would just be working. So this was when you had the bold ones? This is when you did the content, man? Yeah, this okay. is when, right when, I think the two months into the bold ones, with even just two clients, it was just so much, my thumbs were literally in pain from engaging on Instagram all day, every day. I'd be watching Netflix and, you know, being and working on my phone the entire time. I couldn't feel like I actually could relax because I was so busy trying to find the next client or trying to make the clients I have right now happy. So when I broke down um, over those waffles, <laughs> so sad, um, <laughs> so sad, um, I, actually, I actually realized that I really needed to make a change. And that's how I really got into streamlining and becoming super, super passionate about that that way I could enjoy my life and enjoy all the things that I'm passionate about. So there was a pivotal moment in your business, in your life where you're like, I can't do this anymore. Um, 
and kind of forced you or mentally forced you to pivot and, 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 and change and figure out a way to give your, your life more, uh, more time, more purpose. Uh, yeah. Have you ever read um, Rocket Fuel? I haven't. Okay. So there's a visionary and an integrator, basically, in all major big successful companies, Apple, mm-hmm. uh, Warren Buffett's company. Berkshire Hathaway, where yeah. there's a, a face to it. There's a visionary person that is out there going a million miles a minute. And there's the integrator that is uh, able to actually implement the strategies of the visionary. Mm-hmm. Um, so are you more of a visionary or are you more of putting processes and systems in place to help other business owners and entrepreneurs? Ooh, that is such a great question. <laughs> Because oh, I think yeah. we all start out as small business owners trying to, and we're both, you know, we have to yeah. be both because it's just us in the beginning. But ultimately, you take the role at some point, you're like either really good at the I's and T's and making sure the systems and processes are in place, or you're going from this idea and getting it 70% done to this idea and getting it 70% done, this idea and getting it 70% done. An integrator will be the one that actually puts the systems in place to get that last 30%. So yeah. on that spectrum, giving you that uh, concept, that background, which one do you think you are? So I think honestly, I'm more of a visionary. I actually have two team members right now. So I essentially give the ideas in our project management tool that we use. And then, um, I allow them to work with it, make their own little systems and processes that work for them, but definitely within that framework that I already had built, right? We have like this framework and then they can come in and make it even more efficient, maybe make it better than I had. I, my team member just, I think Monday was letting me know because I tasked her with art direction uh, with another team member. And she said, oh, you know, we did this and we found out organizing it this way worked really well. And I was like, thumbs up, whatever works for you. (laughs) As long as it gets done, that's fine with you. So I think ultimately, um, probably more of the visionary, but out of necessity, I had to put on that integrator hat. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I know you're all about minimizing work and maximizing value, and you have something, a presentation to quickly go through with us. Do you mind uh, pulling yep. that up and sharing that with us? Because I do think being an entrepreneur ourselves, that we always get stuck in the day to day. Um, you know, trying to uh, take care of our clients that we're really not taking care of our business and putting those processes in place. And you've got a, you know, a, a bullet list, a checkpoint uh, presentation where it's yeah. helped you. So if you want to share your screen. Yeah, let me do that. Let me pull it up. Okay. Awesome. So if you are listening to this podcast, if you want to go to YouTube or to our Facebook page for Entrepreneurs by Entrepreneurs with Eric Verdi, um, or the YouTube page, uh, go ahead and you can actually watch this presentation. Otherwise, we will do it both ways where uh, Janine will walk us through uh, audio too. So go ahead, Janine, rock and roll. Yeah, so essentially the whole idea with this presentation is just to remember that, you know, and I feel so strongly about this, you can do anything. You can do anything you set your mind to, but you need to realize that you can't do everything. But the problem is that as that new entrepreneur, like I was saying, that happened to me, right? Where within the first 
few months, maybe for you it's the first year or two of business. We try to wear so many hats. We actually had mentioned the visionary. <laughs> so we, have, yep. we try to be the visionary. We try to be the writer, the copywriter, graphic designer, marketer, um, customer client support, accountant, also if you like the podcast. Um, maybe somebody has their own podcast. They have to be the audio or visual editor and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You wear so many hats. And not only that, but it's while simultaneously trying to be the best parent that we can be, the best partner or spouse, the best just overall human being that we can be. And this eventually wearing all these hats does actually take a toll and it does just put so much weight on us to the point where we do burn out like what I experienced. And essentially, if we're not really clear on how we are showing up to our business, if we're not clear on the process, the processes that we take in order to complete certain tasks or to keep our clients happy, what ends up happening is just we're a total hot mess. <laughs> we just become a total hot mess. Like um, in the GIF that I'm sharing, for those that aren't seeing it, it's this guy who's carrying a bucket of water, a hose. He's trying to wash his car, which seems fairly simple and straightforward. But if you aren't clear on what steps you're taking, you're trying to handle everything at once. Again, it's just it becomes a hot mess. And at first it might work out for you, but as you try to scale your business and you try to grow your business, you try to welcome new clients in, it's just, it's not going to work. So essentially there are four things that entrepreneurs really need to consider. And this is actually pretty much step-by-step, step, just an idea to get you know those creative juices flowing of how anybody can really implement this. So the first thing, first organize. So make sure all your folders are organized. That way you have no more wasted hours spent wondering where a certain file is. Go ahead and use those Gmail labels and folders, right? That way you're not wondering, oh my gosh, where's that email? <laughs> where are the contracts that I had? You know, get it organized, get all your tools in one place. That way you can see how everything works together. And then you're going to want to systemize it. So you're going to want a set process for completing your tasks just as efficiently as possible. And when you do really write this out, just you know, step by step, and I mean the smallest of steps, like even subtasks. So if I, uh, let's say, let's say um, I would go in your business and you're like, okay, Janine, uh, write a blog post. You know, most people would say, okay, the steps to writing a blog post, here's a topic, create an outline, write the blog post, publish it, and let's promote it. But there are so many actual more steps to it than we tend to realize because we being entrepreneurs having done everything it actually in our brain makes sense but for people on the outside you know okay promoting that blog post do you want it on linkedin do you want it on instagram what about pinterest okay that means we need five to ten pins what exactly do you want them to say there are so many things so you want to write down even the smallest of steps and try to figure out what can be more efficient and try to automate 
as much as possible. I always say, you know, if a robot would be happy to do it, let the robot do it. <laughs> you don't have to do yep. it. We don't have to do it. Um, no more social media, you know, manually posting. There are so many platforms like Waiter and Planoly and Tailwind, right? Where we can just get certain tasks done without even thinking about it. I actually have whole workflows done with clients and leads where with my leads, I actually don't really send them any emails or anything. I don't really connect with them so much until our consultation call because all the previous steps are taken care of in my, pro in my client relationship tool. So yeah, automate as much as you can. And there's also this really awesome tool called Zap, Zapier. Uh, create a Zap and you can connect two totally different tools to work together. It's awesome. Check it out. <laughs> and the last thing, when we have done all that, we need to do all that first, then we can delegate. Because we wanna make sure when we are delegating and anything that we give to a team member, it is that streamlined, everything makes sense. They're not trying to figure out where a certain file is, for instance. This would allow us to focus more on that bigger picture and less on the time or energy sucking tasks, those, ta those tasks that just really help us maintain our business, keep our clients happy, but it doesn't really allow us to keep growing. So yeah, just to go over it real quickly again, you wanna organize, you wanna systemize, automate, and then delegate, and you can save so much time. So I wanted to show you. All right, keep, keep it there for a second. Go back. Yeah. Go back. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. So I agree um, definitely with the four organize, systemize, automate, and delegate. Yeah. I will say I don't necessarily 100% agree with the order. Okay. And I'll tell yeah. you why. Mm -hmm. Okay. Speaking from personal experience, my organizational skills are zero. Okay. okay. So yeah. I can't even get to organize and systemize and automate. Mm -hmm. um, I, when I brought in um, my right-hand man, Sumart, she yeah. came into a stack of files that was a foot and a half high yeah. because I didn't have any organizational skills. Everything went mm -hmm. into one, one simple file. And now yeah. we've got nice, neat, everything's color coded. Everything's got a, you know, it's got binders, it's got everything in there. Mm -hmm. Um, so I do agree that you have to do those items. I think it's up to a, your, you yourself as a person, as an entrepreneur, mm -hmm. when you're comfortable bringing in that person to, to delegate. Uh, mm -hmm. So for me, I didn't have the organizational skills. So when I brought in Sumart, my business increased over 400% in a year and a half because she took care of organizing, systemizing, automating, so I could go do what I did really well, mm -hmm. which what I was spending you know, half my time on and not doing, I was doing it very poorly, but now mm -hmm. I spend 1% of my time on and 99% of my time on the stuff I do really well. Yeah. So I, I, I agree with you, but I think the sooner that you can get somebody in that complements your weaknesses, yeah. I think you can explode faster. So that's my two cents. Oh yeah, no. And I actually completely agree with you on that. I think people tend to actually not bring in a team member as soon as they probably should, right? Because they tend to think, oh, I, I can't afford it, or, you know, what if they don't do it as well as I do, or, you know, I, I hear a lot of fear about micromanaging, yep. but essentially what 
and I actually go over this in the course, the reason why I laid it out this way is because what I have found, especially with service-based entrepreneurs, is that when they go to delegate and they aren't clear on how, you know, how to really like actually be successful on a task, if they're not really clear on many, maybe any processes that might be broken or just don't make sense, right? They're making it a little bit more difficult than they have to be. When they go to hire like a VA, for instance, their first VA, what ends up happening is I call it like um, pretty much like the nailed it effect, <laughs> you know, where in your mind, you're like, okay, I want you to bake this cake. This cake is beautiful. But then when you hand over the recipe to somebody, it chances are won't come out great at all. <laughs> and this is where a lot of people get the comment of, oh, I had to redo their work. You know, I hear that a lot. I had to redo their work. Um, so just having, even just being clear on the sort of idea when it comes to organizing, oh, you know what would be nice? Having these files separate, you know, maybe based on if you're, I don't know, uh, if you're a photographer, maybe based, you can base it on location or you can base it on what kind of event that you might be, you know, hired for, for instance, just have that idea and be really clear on it because yeah you can definitely hire then um like you were mentioning somebody to come in and actually do it for you yep. because they'll be really clear on it so that's that's actually why i've put it out this way because i just want to avoid and i've, I've seen it so often where uh, a lot of service-based entrepreneurs creative entrepreneurs do hire a va and then they say you know what it was a nightmare I had no plan in place for them. I did not know what it is they really could have helped me with. And I rather work 80 hours a week than hire somebody again where it didn't work out like it did that first time. Exactly. So that's so, why. Yeah. So so give us your example. Next. Oh yeah. Okay. So yeah, my example. So before and after, this is essentially what my business looked like before. It's always kind of embarrassing. <laughs> Um, to share, especially because money tends to be stigmatized, but I don't mind just being transparent about it. My business, business number one, that's the bold ones. That's my content marketing agency. With the two contracts, two clients, I was making about $11.50 a month. That's not great, especially if you are in LA like I am. That is really terrible. <laughs> hours worked each month. I was working around 70 hours a week. I was working every single day. And like I was mentioning, even at brunch, I would be on my phone working or watching Netflix. I'm on my phone working. So I did the math and the work as pay per hour was $4.11, which can't even afford you a coffee here. So, so it was pretty abysmal. But once I did all those things got really, really clear on what it is I want, how I wanted my business to run, what I wanted it to look like, everything changed. So my business, my first business, the bold ones actually doubled. This was in 60 days, mind you. It actually doubled. I got four contracts. My, I was able to actually work on audiobooks, mm -hmm. and I did an audiobook during that time. I did have the team member where I was paying my team member 200 bucks a month part-time. She's located in the Philippines. So that's why 
it was actually really cost effective and she was handling all the engagement and also helping me with graphic design. And essentially I went from 1150 a month to over five grand in 60 days because, because of this process. And my hours worked each month. It went from 280 to pretty much 90 hours. And that includes narrating audiobooks, which takes a really long time, <laughs> a really long time. So essentially I cut my hours by 60%, but then my work as pay per hour went from $4 to over $64, love which it. is like a 1500% increase. I love it. Yeah. So I was able to take all that free time that I had and even create a whole course essentially about this, <laughs> uh, which I was not intending to do, but it, it helped so much. And I felt like there was so little information out there that was really helpful. So yeah, that's pretty much. So that was my, and it actually leads in perfectly to my next question. So are you teaching this to anybody? Are you teaching this to any entrepreneurs? Yeah. Yeah. So I have a course, it's called leadingwithease.com. It's really, you can go there now pretty much. And it, I go through everything. It's really super practical. I also really love the idea of just making things as easy as possible. So anything I could make a template of anything where people can actually copy and paste exact like offer of employment things that, like anything like that I actually included just because I know new entrepreneurs, we don't have a lot of time. So just trying to make it as easy as possible to implement this quickly. You can probably do it within maybe two weeks. And then like what happened to me within 60 days, my, it just completely changed. So, yeah. Beautiful. I love it. So Janine, how would listeners, viewers find you, learn more about you, take your course? Yeah. So if you're interested in the course, it's www.leadingwithease.com. And also you can find me on Instagram. I'm at boldones.co. Feel free to DM me if anybody has questions or anything, or just want to connect. If you geek out about systems and processes like I can, uh, definitely I would love to connect. Are there certain uh, businesses, genres, entrepreneurs that work better with you that you found have more success or give us that? Yeah. So definitely I feel like if most of your business is run online or you are connecting with your prospective clients, mostly online. So think of service-based businesses, coaches, consultants, um, also people like photographers, creative entrepreneurs, writers, copywriters, um, like me, social media marketers, really anything if you are working mostly online, even this would work for an e-commerce business. It wouldn't really be right for, I would say, somebody who has maybe a brick and mortar business, like a, like a restaurant um, or maybe like a yoga studio or so. Yeah. So if it's brick and mortar, it might not be right for you because I'm definitely sharing from based on my own background but if you're service-based creative-based and most of your work is virtual online or that's where you're connecting with your clients it's it'd be super helpful love it so that's Janine Granda yep with the boldones.com you can check her out at leadingwithease.com or boldones.co yep um Episode 
32 of four entrepreneurs by entrepreneurs and we are out. <laughs>